Welcome to the Wild and Well podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Hilary Clare, a clinical psychologist, holistic parenting mentor with a focus on nutrition and environmental medicine, a yogi, author, and mom of two wild boys. Here, we will delve into the big and the little things that move the needle for children's health and mental wellness in a modern world that doesn't always make it easy to do so. Together, we can nurture resilient kids, vibrant mothers, and a brighter future for the planet and the next generation. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about five different parent-focused strategies to help ease our kids' challenging behaviors and help them when they're having a hard time. This is something I talk to parents about quite often, and it is something that came up when I was chatting with a friend recently about her son's behavior. He is in primary school and he's been having issues with acting out at school, not listening to his teacher, ignoring his parents' requests to get ready in the morning and help out around the house and having frequent tantrums. So those emotional outbursts and that with it, there was rage and a lot of anger and um, sometimes even kind of throwing himself on the ground. So she was at her wit's end at searching for ways to help him. And they did recognize that his behavior wasn't just like him being like a bad kid or something, but that it was a manifestation of how he was feeling inside and that he was struggling and he was having difficulty expressing himself and and, um, but nothing that they had been trying was really helping. So that's why when she asked for my advice, I thought, well, we should focus on the parents themselves because we often focus on our kids, but Hey, why not try out something new? And when we focus on our own actions, we can often really help the situation. And all we do have control over as people are our own actions. We can't actually change our kids' behavior or how they're feeling. We can influence it, but we can't change it. But when we focus on ourselves, it's more empowering. We have control over our own behavior. And when we do have more of a sense of control and we do feel like motivated to try new things, we can actually affect really good change outside of ourselves as well. So when our kids are having tantrums, when they're throwing tantrums, it might seem counterintuitive for us as parents to review our own behavior and focus on ourselves. Like after all, we're not the ones screaming in the grocery store, right? However, if we as parents first focus on how we are acting and shaping our interactions with our kids, we can then learn how to shift the focus away from this quote unquote bad behavior that our child is engaging in. And the result is we suddenly have a lot more control. We're generally calmer and we have the ability to make changes for the better. When we change our focus and actions as parents to support our children with the behavioral issues they're dealing with, rather than trying to just stop 
a behavior we don't like, we can help improve the overall well-being for our family dynamics. That means that we're improving our relationship with our kids and that helps everything. So how do we make the most out of the suggestions that we're going to talk about here? Because we're talking about five different ways that we can focus on ourselves to help ease our children's challenges. So each of these strategies um, empowers parents to help their kids in holistic ways to be less prone to this disruptive behavior. However, it would be overwhelming to try to implement all the strategies at once and likely not all of the strategies are needed simultaneously. So my suggestion is to pick one strategy that resonates with you or is the easiest one to implement in your life right now and start there. Then once that becomes habit and you've tried that out several times, then you can come back to listen to this podcast again and pick a second one to focus on. And if you like, come back and pick a third. So try them out, see which one makes sense for you and your family. But please don't try to do it all at once because you probably just won't do it. And keep in mind that none of these are quick fixes and they take work and consistency in order to see improvements. But with time, they really make a difference. So the first strategy we're going to talk about is focusing on attachment. The relationship that we have with our kids is paramount. It is essential to make sure that our kids know that they are unconditionally loved, that they can come to us when they're feeling unsafe or overwhelmed while still being free to venture off and explore the world when they feel okay to do so. The way we communicate with and discipline our kids can have a big impact on the quality of the attachment they have with us. Ensuring that we separate our children from the behavior is critical where whether we're praising our kids or whether we're disciplining our kids. So focus on how you word your praise or punishment so your child understands that what they did was good or bad, but not that they are good or bad as people. So instead of saying, like, you are naughty for hitting your brother, say, in our family, we don't hit each other. It's not okay that you hit him. But I love you and I'm here for you. I can see that you are having a hard time or something like that. So you're clearly differentiating and separating your child from the behavior. Because I think it can be easy to just say, oh, you know, he's being a bad kid right now. He, the child is not a bad kid. They're just doing something that is inappropriate or that you don't like. So if you can focus on the attachment to your child and fostering that relationship and ensuring that whether they're acting 
in easy, engaging, happy ways, or whether they're having a really hard time and they're angry and they're acting in ways that you don't approve of, that you ensure that they know that you love them. That's really, really critical. So that's fostering that attachment. The second strategy is focused on values. So this is value-based parenting. So values are the personal qualities that are most important to us and help to guide our decisions and our behavior. So often we focus on what we want to accomplish, our goals, or what we want our kids to be doing or how we want our kids to be acting. However, shifting our focus to how we act in our interaction with our kids is often really beneficial. So some useful questions to ask yourself are, what qualities do I want to bring to my relationship with my child? What sort of parent do I want to be? How would I want my kid to describe me? So a few examples of values just to get you thinking here. There's an endless amount of values, but some are like kind, caring, attentive, present, playful, fun, authentic, and the list goes on. So just to get you thinking when you are asking yourself those questions, what sort of parent do I want to be? Do I want to be a present, a fun parent? And it's good to come up with um, you know, three to five that really are very strong to you. Sometimes when you go through these questions, you might have a list of like 10 and that's great. And then from there, just write them down and go back and circle the ones that are like a top priority to you. Because if we have too many that we focus on, it can be just a bit overwhelming and we just don't bother. So pick three to five that you're like, that is the parent I want to be. I want to have these values and I want to show up in this way for my kids. So once we're clear on what our core values are, it is helpful to be intentional about these and keep them um, in front of your mind throughout your day. So it's great to remind yourself of your key values every day. So I ask myself in the morning, what kind of parent do I want to be today? Or how can I act in accordance with my key parenting values today? And I find that helpful just to remind me of what they are, to have them just right there in my focus. So then I start my day with those and they help to guide my decisions. And then every situation, we have two choices. We can act in line with the sort of parent we want to be, or we can act in unhelpful ways that take us away from the sort of parent we want to be. So it's like you're at a crossroads. You can go one way or you can go the other way. So become aware of the decisions that you make because many of our decisions are automatic and unconscious. And practice pausing to consider what your options are and what action is most aligned with your core values given the current situation that you're in with your child. Then make a conscious, intentional decision about your behavior, about how you're going to respond to your child. 
that is guided by those core values instead of just doing what you've always done. So you can go back to that question of um, how can I act in accordance with my key parenting values today? You can ask yourself in that moment when you're at that crossroads, ask yourself what, in what way can I act that will be guided by my values or how can I act in accordance with my values of being a kind, present, fun parent in this moment. And that's going to help shift you away from focusing on the behavior that your child is engaging in and focus more on you and how you're showing up. And that will shift the dynamic in time. So if we practice making our decisions consciously and showing up like the person and the parent we want to be, It gets easier and easier over time to do this. And these new ways of acting become your new habits. And we all really, all we have control over in this world is how we act. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. So if you make your decisions and you take action in line with your values, this can help to move you to become the parent that you are proud of being. And that is what you have control over. And as a bonus, you'll be influencing your child's behavior through your actions instead of just telling them what to do. So that was value-based parenting. And now the third strategy we're going to talk about today is mindful parenting. So practicing being present, being curious and non-judgmental towards your child and within your interactions with them can be hugely beneficial. Being mindful is simple, but it isn't easy, especially when we're in those heightened emotional states and our kids are as well. It can be really challenging. It is about consciously showing up to the interactions that you have with your kids and focusing on what you're actually doing with them instead of only being physically there with your mind somewhere else. You know, maybe you're planning what to eat for dinner or you're worrying about the bills or something else. And be curious about why they are behaving how they are instead of just assuming you know. And you can do this in those moments when your child is acting in ways that you're, that you're enjoying. And you, you can also be curious about why they're behaving in these ways when they're having tantrums or they're being snarky or they're talking back to you or ignoring what you say. So notice how your interactions are when you're fully with them physically and mentally when you're practicing being that mindful parent. This really does shift things. And a really nice side benefit to this is that our kids, they want our attention. They, we are very important to them as their parents and they want our attention. And often they don't get as much of it as they would like. So when we do practice this mindful parenting, not only are we going to be a bit calmer and 
be intentionally practicing that non-judgment. So we likely won't react in ways that are unhelpful and harmful, but our kids actually get that parent who is there, who is attuned, who is paying attention to them. And when we do that, they don't then have to seek out our attention with acting in ways that are unhelpful. So a challenge for you is to practice being fully present with your kid at least once a day, if this is the strategy that you want to focus on. And that can be for two minutes. It can be for five minutes. So it doesn't have to be that you're present with them all the time because that's impossible. We have other things to do. We have to make dinner and, you know, talk to our partners and do other things in our lives. But just for a couple minutes each day, just practice intentionally getting down on their level and noticing what they're doing and be there with them without any distractions. And if distractions come up, like thoughts in your mind, just let those go and focus back in on what your child is doing. So parenting from a place of curiosity and non-judgment, or at least noticing the judgments when they arise in your mind, and then working to let those go can help you to empathize with your child and better understand what they are going through. It helps you to more easily put yourself in their shoes and see their perspective. So consider what is going on, what your child might be feeling and why. And from this greater understanding, you can work with your child in coming up with resolutions instead of just butting heads or yelling or doing what you were doing before that wasn't working. So our fourth strategy is clear communication. And the way we communicate with our children influences how they act. So if we create a safe relationship for them to open up about what's going on in their life, this can be hugely helpful. We, if we talk calmly, if we're clear about how we are feeling and what we would like from them in a situation can be really helpful. And another really important part about clear communication, it isn't just what you say, but it's listening to them. Listen to how they are feeling and what they want. This is such an important piece because children often don't get listened to. We, as adults, we ask them of things, we tell them things. But from their perception, they don't feel like they're given a choice or they don't feel like they're listened to and that people connect with them on that level as much as they would like. So if we just listen, that can be completely revolutionary for your relationship and for their behavior. So reinforce the behaviors that you want them to do more of while giving the more unhelpful behaviors less focus. And this can be done by highlighting any positive actions that they're taking, even if it seems super small to you through the way that you communicate. So for example, the days that they make 
their bed, let's say, let them know that you noticed this and were impressed by their initiative and resist the urge to snap at them when the next day they maybe don't make their bed. So that is another helpful way to communicate. So not only is it just focusing on how you're communicating is talking calmly and then really listening to them and communicating like how you're feeling, but also communicating about their behavior. So really focusing that communication around what it is that you want more of and give that the attention rather than the attention for the behaviors that you'd rather not have them engage in. So if we stay consistent with giving attention to what we want and reducing the attention that we give to the behaviors that we would prefer that they didn't do over time, this better behavior may increase and your child will also enjoy less nagging or less yelling from you. The final strategy is self-care. So hear me out on this. Taking care of yourself is vital. Give yourself those pockets of time to do things that you enjoy. Eat nourishing food, move your body, get adequate rest, surround yourself with people who are uplifting and supportive. And do this because if you don't prioritize yourself, you'll quickly run out of energy to show up for your kids as a sort of parent you want to be. Good luck doing any of the other strategies we talked about, whether it is focusing on the attachment and improving that relationship, values-focused parenting, being more mindful or communicating more clearly and listening to your child. Good luck doing any of those if you're not taking care of yourself. We have to take care of ourselves as parents for ourselves so we can parent from that more intentional, that calmer, more responsive rather than reactive place. And this is hugely beneficial for everybody, especially your kids. When you take care of yourself, you'll be more energized, you'll be more relaxed, and you'll be able to more be more present and calm when you're approaching your child. And you also role model behaviors that you want your kid to foster. So if you're eating healthy food and you're going to bed at an early hour and you're giving yourself those moments to take a couple deep breaths or to meditate, your child will see this and they'll see that as that's just what people do. And if your child takes care of themselves and you help instill those behaviors in them, they're going to be less reactive themselves and in time have less outbursts. So this is a really, really integral piece. This one can, you can notice the changes right away and over the long, long haul. I guess that's the same with all of them that we've talked about. So parenting-focused strategies can greatly help us with our little ones' challenging behavior and help them when they are struggling. Our children look to us in many ways as an example. 
They watch our body language, how we talk, how we regulate our own emotions and everything in between. When a child is demonstrating challenging or disruptive behavior, adjusting our own behavior and approaches as the parent can greatly help navigate and calm the situation. So try implementing some of these strategies today. Pick that one, like we talked about at the beginning, pick that one strategy that you would like to focus on first, practice that, try it out, and then come back when you're ready to try out another one. So just to go over the strategies that we talked about as a reminder, so you can pick right now which one you want to focus on. The first one was attachment. So that relationship with your child. The second one was value-based parenting. So what sort of parent do you want to be? The third one was mindful parenting. So that's being practicing, being present, curious, and non-judgmental, and really being there fully with your child in moments. The fourth one was that clear communication about talking clearly and calmly, expressing yourself, listening to them. And also reinforcing behaviors that you do want to see through what you're saying to them. And finally, the fifth strategy was that self-care piece of truly taking care of yourself. So you can have the energy, the vitality to help your child. So pick which one of those resonates most with you or seems most doable to test out. And give it a go. Practice that every day this week. And... I'd love to hear how it impacts on your relationship and the behaviors between you and your child. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Wild and Well podcast. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode and please share with like-minded mothers. A review wherever you listen to your podcast is greatly appreciated as it helps to get the show out to even more mothers and families. Together we can nurture thriving kids, vibrant moms, and a brighter future for the next generation. Disclaimer, the information in this podcast is intended as educational in nature and is for informational purposes only. It is not personal health advice or indicative of a therapeutic relationship, and it should not be used to prevent, diagnose, or treat health problems. If any of the information in this podcast resonates with you, consult a qualified healthcare practitioner to discuss what works best for you in your unique situation.